everybody. Welcome to the X5 podcast. All my guys, gals, and bon- non-binary pals. We're here tonight today with our buddy Cobra Mike's got his new uh, stage prop here in front of him. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying. Uh, next to him is uh, my buddy Bert Wallace and uh, Jeff Allen. The head HMFIC is here today. Charlie Reese, thank you Hello. for blessing us with your presence. <laughs> Terry Sharp I, is here today. Do what I can. And our two special guests today are Brett Carlisle and Mark Kendall from the band Great White. What's up? (laughs) So I just want to know, right here and now, how tired of you are playing Once Bitten, Twice Shot? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it's actually not that bad. I mean, um, you know, because we, uh, it's a different audience every night. You know, people dig the tune. It uh, brings some memories back to them of, you know, maybe yeah, yeah. they're in high school or, you know, whatever, uh, some event happened, you know, just, just like any fan, I'm a fan. I got songs that give me memories. And so sure. uh, when we play it live, I don't mind playing all the, you know, all the big songs live. I mean, it's, you know, people are going to hear them. Uh, yeah. They get it, the biggest reaction. Yeah. yeah and it brings fine. back like sometimes, well, you know, people know our deep cuts. Our fans know, you know, other songs that they they used to. The old school term is turntable hit. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. We actually used to have records about this big, kind of like a CD. But <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so uh, they know our other songs. But if we play someplace that's kind of maybe not the hardcore fans you right. know they might only go crazy when we play rock me and or, or yeah, save yeah, your yeah. love or, or or once bitten or whatever but um for the most part we get a pretty good response how about the how about hiring hiring brett uh, and brett how did just how great did you, how did you find brett um what happened was uh we had another singer but he was uh, his priority lied with a group called Last in Line. Yeah, yeah. It has uh, Vinny and Peace, uh, I know who that you is. know, uh, Vivian Campbell, it, you know, but Vivian plays in Def Leppard, so when Def Leppard gets busy, he needs a gig somewhere. So we had him in the band, but the problem was when they go out, they don't just play a couple shows. They might go two months and stuff. Yeah. So we're not the type band that has like, every time you see us, we're going to have some other singer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we kind of, uh, we heard about Brett through a friend of ours. who has been around our band for many years. And, um, and a couple other guys we checked out and we gave them all music with no vocals on it. And Brett made the best effort. Um, well, it's no effort for him. But, he, I mean, he's born you know, with a freak. Of, yeah, he freak looks. At, he's saying. He's <laughs> saying like he's saying the stuff like he cared, and, and yeah. the other guys were kind of not even really close, so it wasn't even an issue. I was a little nervous, you know. Um, didn't know what was going to happen, but he just goes out there and sings perfect, and. Not affected by anything. I mean, you know, not overwhelmed or yeah. just this regular Joe that just goes out and just hurts people. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, so um, after that show, uh, it, it was like world news. I mean, like Italy, Germany, England, and all the all the the type entities that only want to seek dirt from you that, yeah. you know, they just want to find that one thing that they can put in the headline to make you sound bad and make you look bad. Those guys are going, I don't know who this kid is, but if they don't keep them man, they're, they're, you know, yeah. they're on acid or something, you know, and, uh, even metal sludge was kind to you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah. yeah. Metal they, sludge. They're the first ones. To they, rip they, your they, they were, they were por- super cool. They were actually posting videos of, of that show. Yeah. With him out there singing "Stick It" like perfect and stuff, and hitting every note, uh, it was it was actually bizarre because I didn't I couldn't hear him that good that night. My mix he was a little bit lower. I was being attacked after the gig by people going, "Dude, if you don't keep that guy," and and, and anyway, so we just went on. You know, we didn't make any. We didn't 
you know, we're just kind of getting to know each other. And he did a couple other shows and then he's just killing it every show. And then, um, then I'm getting curious on what's he going to sound like on some of my new songs, you know? So we've been in the studio a few times doing that and it is, it's insane how good it is, but I, I'm actually coming up with some better stuff that I'm a little more excited about. Anyways, we called Brett and we go, dude, you know, um, you know, we seem to have that brotherhood thing going on. I mean, you know, we're just goofy old men, but we're not, (laughs) we're not your typical goofy old men. We're we're kind of rockers, but we're not really jaded, you know, like we're not heroin addicts that, you know, (laughs) that did good or something, you know? So when we (laughs) hang out with this guy, it's not like, you know, the kids are with grandpa or something. You know, he's one of us. Yeah. We, we, think the same way we talk the same crap you know it's uh really quite the blessing i think it's cool how brett hides his heroin addiction from y'all it's really (laughs) (laughs) yeah they go to bed early (laughs) (laughs) speaking of going to bed you said that y'all flew here like you just you flew into birmingham at like 3 a.m or you left at 3 a.m we played in uh lake charles last night at the golden nugget and it was awesome it was a lot of fun um, hung out afterwards. We left at like 3 a.m. We had like a what hour and a half ride to back to the airport. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, boarded the plane at 5 30. I mean, we haven't slept. I was know? about to say, if y'all oh, I'm drinking, asleep, I'm drinking okay. monsters right now. You know I mean? I'm, <laughs> and then I said, well, in case that doesn't work, uh, Charlie hooked me up with some soda. I got, yeah, some, I got some, I got some blow in my backpack. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, he told me the meth is uh, pretty extensive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right here, yeah, this, this is where they so discovered if I get it. Desperate, I can, yeah. where it was created here in Alabama. Yeah, I there's could, a whole uh, mine. They mine it here. Yeah. <laughs> I could go next door. I could go next door and get you some. Charlie <laughs> didn't show me his bathtub or anything. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a reason, right? <laughs> but check this out. This is interesting. I'll tell you how good uh, Brett's doing. This this guy, I guess he went to the merch booth and he returned oh. his shirts. <laughs> yeah. He returned uh, two t-shirts because he said he's on tape. He, he's He's not singing. He no, said, oh, that guy's singing. lip syncing. I want my because, money back. Yeah, oh, is he, that what that goes, post meant? Yeah. yeah. And and actually, we gave he, he got his money back or whatever. But he actually thought that he was singing to backing tracks, like mimicking. Yeah. But which is not only have we never done that, but it's impossible. He's like talking to the crowd while he's singing. I mean, he's like getting people into it, and you know. So how could that all be on tape and him yeah. mouthing yeah. all perfect? You know what I mean? No, he's singing. That's that's really it didn't cool. make any sense yeah. for one thing, and people in the front could all, you know. Like I said, we we just play live, and it's not going to be great always, you know. Right. I mean, there'll be technical difficulties and and all. Kinds that's of... why you go see somebody live, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we, I like the floods. I like all this. What's the best part? Yeah. What's going to happen? Yeah, we, yeah. We play absolutely live, and uh, he's forgotten lyrics. I know he's told us about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was on tape, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just to sell it, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's, that's, that's the biggest compliment. That's yeah. the biggest compliment. It's actually, yeah, it's actually that was a really cool. They would think that. Did y'all take it that way, or were y'all bickering with the guy? I just started laughing. I, d- I didn't meet the guy. I didn't know the merch guy told us afterwards. He was yeah. like, actually, we had somebody return two shirts. Um, they said he was lip syncing and wanted his money yeah. back. I just started laughing. Nobody, <laughs> like, nobody <laughs> sings that perfect live cool. or something. His you know, voice is so strong. I remember but seeing you at... Uh, it was shocking because... It's never happened. Like nobody's ever said, "Hey, you guys are on tape or whatever." <laughs> right. Except you know, it is amazing. Sometimes my hands off the neck and the solo is still going, so they do get. Cur- <laughs> 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 the only time they, they know is when we curious. give it away. <laughs> Who do y'all think y'all are, Molly Crew? <laughs> <It's a dead laughs> I saw I saw you guys at work play with All or Nothing, and yeah. I made my way kind of up to the front of the crowd to see. And I mean, your voice is so strong that you could hear it over the PA. <laughs> I mean, you could literally hear your actual vocals over the PA, and I was like, okay. This Thank kid's you. got it, man. Yeah, he's, he's got yeah. it. He does. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. He's got more than a voice. He's, you know, oh, um, he's not. Good pair of tits on him. I, I, just mean, I just mean, as far as uh, uh, maturity wise, like nothing overwhelms him. Like, you yeah. know, he's digging what's going on, but it's 
he's not overcome by it. You know, he thinks that's badass. You yeah, know? Hey, yeah, what yeah. you're doing though, what you're doing for this kid is you're spoiling the shit out of him, <laughs> flying him to gigs with green rooms and really nice yeah. stuff. Well, then he goes back and plays with all or nothing. He's like, what kind of shit show are we operating <laughs> around here? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he deserves it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's pretty lucky for anybody to be in a rock band that, you know, has songs that was said the test of time, but they always say the people that work the hardest always get the luckiest. Yeah. yeah. And you know, he's worked his ass off. Yeah, for sure. It'd I mean, be easy though for, I mean, obviously Brett, you're a young, a younger guy. It'd be easy though to get wrapped up in that and get overwhelmed and, you know, just follow that road of that lifestyle. And it's good to see that you're not, that you're, you're, yeah. you're standing strong with it, man. Yeah. It's yeah. impressive. I really, I really okay. like that because it makes it easier to hang out and just, Away from the music too. Yep. Yeah. It's like you know. Spe- speaking of that, Mark, I- I've noticed you guys have been doing a lot of runs with Slaughter. Yeah. Um. So how? So Great White and Slaughter. Tell me a little bit about that friendship and how long you guys have been kind of hanging together and and doing shows together and things like that. I- I'm sure it dates way back to the day. You know. It, it dates way back, and and they're on the uh, they have the same agent as us, and right. it's. it's People are always requesting the package uh, for some yeah. reason, you know. I mean, we also play with random people, uh, you know, that we didn't play with in our heydays. Right. That aren't the Scorpions, that aren't Jesus Peach or whatever. We'll play one gig with, like, the Sticks, mm-hmm. right. maybe Ario Speedwagon. Been doing quiet, right? No, we're playing with people that we never played with. And it's really cool because we're meeting people that we didn't meet who have really viable music. I mean, you know, stuff that you grew up on and stuff. And they're, they always seem to be the coolest people known to man. I mean, like Billy Gibbons. I mean, when I met him, I could not believe that how he treated me. He even emailed me, invited me and my wife to a show when he came to my town. I mean, I'm going, what is up? I'm not even, I'm down here like under the carpet. And this dude's like, you know, mega, but he doesn't act like that. He, his yeah. head is fully on his shoulders. And I always wonder if these guys even, the way they think, like if they just don't know that they're, they don't feel really huge or anything. They just feel like these badass I musicians. Think, I think they're just, they feel lucky to be around. There's been yeah. so many of their peers die. Right. And they just feel lucky to still be in the business at this age. And there comes, you you become humble. The, the business will humble you by this age if you're yeah. still involved in it. Sure. So it probably has more to do with that than anything, you know. And, yeah. and there might be that as well. You know? There's there's also uh, the element of he he's pretty sure of himself, so he don't need to tell people how great he is. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like, so he just treats you like a human. But, you know, when we're teenagers, bands like Zeppelin and all these, you know, really huge bands are like aliens to us. Like, right. none of them do what we do, you know. They don't go through McDonald's or right. they don't, you know, <laughs> they don't go play baseball or go to a baseball game or something, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, that. that's just that, that um, superhero image, that pedestal type thing that right. we put those guys on. But then all these years later, I'm meeting all my heroes, and they're all cool as crap. Like, they're, you know, Carlos and I don't care who it is. Yeah. Everybody I've met that were heroes to me, that were upper echelon, you know, monsters that sold, like, millions and millions and millions of records, totally down to earth. I mean, just cool, giving us anything we want, you know, not reaming the PA or like messing with the lights. They, right. they give us, you know, full production, all yeah. we need. Yeah. And, and that's the way it's been, you know, as up and comers opening for bands like white snake, Jesus priest, whoever scorpions, they all took us under their wing. They're, it's like, they're teaching us stuff, you know? Yeah, that's mostly cool, how to treat people, believe it or not. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I mean, that's one great thing that you can pass down too. Yeah. Be like people Absolutely. did this to me. And this is where it came from. These are the yeah. bands I used to worship, and they took me in under their wing. Yeah. We're going to do the same for you. That's, that's what we did. Yeah, that's, that's great. A, a, we definitely pass it on. We always treat our opening acts the best we possibly can. We want, you know, the whole night. That was the thing I learned from the Scorpions. What They want the opening acts 
to kill. kick Martyr. maximum That's right. ass. They want people to get their money's worth out in the crowd. One time he goes, but don't play too loud. He <laughs> 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 don't want to blow the ears off everybody. Well, that's a lot of that people don't know that happens. A lot of support acts don't get the full PA. You know, they'll, they'll right. Mm-hmm. They turn they it. They the PA. They give you half the power. But um, you know, there's been a couple, a little bit of that. But for the most part, the real big bands they really want the whole night to be great because they're not intimidated. You know, right? No, that, you know. Well, we we had uh, we had Steel Panther in here last last show. But anyway, we were talking to Mike, Mike Starr, and he was talking about, we were talking about opening acts, and we were asking them about opening acts that they have. He said the exact same thing you said. He's like, we have to bring on a strong opening act, yeah. because if we don't, it kills the whole vibe of the show, sure. and then they end up getting blamed for it for not bringing on a great supporting act. Yeah. 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 You want you want the whole night to be good. You, you don't want the opening acts to totally suck, and then the bitch and rock stars come out. I mean, That's right. You, you know, a lot of people are going to see those opening acts. Maybe they're new yeah. up and comers or whatever. It also makes you play better. If you if somebody, Absolutely. somebody's yeah. phoning it Absolutely. in in front of you, you're gonna be like, "Well." We, we toured with Tesla, who I actually met way a long time ago when they weren't even called Tesla. And it's the first time I ever said it's probably kind of like all or nothing. I'm going, if these guys ever do originals, they they could be something. Mm-hmm. And like four years later, we did a co-headlining tour with Tesla. And we kept the fire under each other's butts. Believe me, we're, we're, you know, <laughs> yeah. we were totally buddies. We're fishing, out, you know, away from, you know, the, right. the stage. But it it was a healthy competition thing. We wanted to blow those guys away, and they wanted to blow <laughs> us away. You know what I mean? Speaking and, of- and that was pretty cool. Um, but that was co-headlining. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of stuff on the road, what what do y'all do in your leisure time when you're out touring? Or is we, it just uh, what, fly and play and leave? Or yeah. Um, sleep? <laughs> well, believe it or not, sleep. I played just under pro speed in pool. Oh, uh, you're, I oh used okay. to you're a shark. Ma- I'd match up with people. I'd go, you know, gamble. He plays in Huntsville sometimes. Play. Oh, yeah? Not really hustle because... I didn't really need to hustle. I'm a great white at the guitar player. So <laughs> I said, Huntsville, how can this guy play pool good? Right. Yeah, yeah, they're expecting you to be a shit player. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And he's got that rock star money, so, you know. Right, yeah. So he's, that he... was always fun, you know, to do, go, <laughs> play pool and stuff. So Bird's actually a really good pool player. We might have to, yeah. we well, might have to you see. You know, I trained, I trained with uh, Nick Barner and uh, Mark Wilson. Look at the name. At Rob Hall's pool hall in Birmingham. I believe it's in Birmingham. Yeah. It's in Huntsville. Uh, Huntsville. Um, Huntsville. Yeah. yeah. It, it's yeah. the best pool hall here. He has all diamond tables, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've trained there like twice, I believe. Oh, that's with, cool. With uh, Mark Wilson, who's, uh, you know, one of the best instructors. And Nick right. Barner, like eight time world champion. Okay. Well, you just, got me. Just to work on little things, they make, you know, just slight things in your mechanics and. Things you, you know, just to get you on track. Pool is such a game. You got to have patience, but you also got to have an understanding of like geometry and just bass and feel. You got to have really good feel, and, which makes sense, I guess, why guitar players would be good. Because Bert's a guitar player. He's a great pool player, too. Well, here, check it. So, what it is also is under pressure, yeah. can you bring your practice game? to a right. tough situation like a gambling match or a tournament right? and, and play that speed, yeah, you know, because some people just completely faint under pressure. You, you know, the guy might play real good. If you bet $2, he just crumbles. You oh, know, yeah. You can't even make a ball. <laughs> you know? We used to yeah. count on that. We used to yeah. count on them, you know, kind of breaking when you started offering money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they just, you know, I, I remember there was a guy in New Mexico and he was an old pro from years ago called Cowboy Jimmy Moore. And he, he, I was there, you know, because um, when I was 17 years old, I played a world champion, a two-time world champion girl, and the winner got to play Jimmy Moore. Oh wow! And and she beat me in front of my parents. I was just, I'm still like this, <laughs> my stomach. But uh, I I just totally choked in front of my parents. Yeah. And um, anyways, she got to play Jimmy Moore. But anyway, so. Every time I go to New Mexico, I go see Jimmy Moore, and he's like, you know, he was like 80 years old, still run 100 balls. Yeah. And he was pointing to this guy that he kind of gave lessons to. And he, and he, it was a similar thing. He goes, he plays godlike. But as soon as you bet $2, 
his game he can't even he wow. can't play at all yeah. you know uh, so there, there's a lot to say about that a friend of mine there was a, a willie Masconi had a a record high run for 65 years of 526 balls well my friend in 2019 broke it and ran at 626 okay um he said and he he's won the u.s open nine ball he's won you know world titles and 14 one straight pull one pocket titles and he said the pressure he felt was just off the charts when he was when he broke 500 it was getting close to the <laughs> it was so bad he said that the owner of the pool hall who was letting him do this run used to be he was in vietnam and right. he, he was like ranked guy and he goes he went up went up to him and goes what what would you tell your troops going over the hill into gunfire right. you know or whatever because he, he he said he could feel his heart coming out of his neck and he yeah. couldn't think and you know <laughs> just crazy and and the guy goes i just tell him do what you're trained to do yeah and for some reason those words were the perfect words for him because it goes, I've been playing pool 25 years. I got to just sprinkle these last few balls in and break this damn record. Yeah. And, he, and he got to 526 and he was so emotional that he actually took a break and went to the bathroom and splashed in water. He had a real easy shot. I mean, yeah. so anyway, so he makes the ball and he goes, you know, people clapped and, you know, a few people in the room. And he told the racker, he goes, he was so relieved with the pressure. He said, I might I might do something crazy and run like 580 or something, man. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. He ended up running 626. So it's, it's, wow. So, yeah, that's kind of a hobby that's of mine cool. away from the music. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know about the real pool game, but I tell you what, I can run a table on that Facebook pool game on, on my phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I'm pulling. I bet yeah. you're i got a top i got a top score on there so anybody wants to get on there i'll play for some money i used to rob people uh in sega golf yeah. oh uh, yeah on the yeah. back of the bus yep and and in poker i i the whole kiss crew just went broke every week oh, wow. I, it was insane i i was loaning these guys per diems because they Shut don't fold they never fold They'd never fold the hand, right? They're just in every hand. Yeah, yeah. So I just wait till I have the nuts and I got all this action. Oh, it was crazy, man. You got a bunch of starving ass stage hands and you're oh, yeah. sorry, And they're working for the headliners. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And they're like I was loaning money. It was it was pretty fun. Do y'all do y'all do all fly dates now? Is it do y'all ever do bus tours? Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, if if something makes sense, I mean we're not opposed to going out on bus. It just it has to make um Yeah. You know, I don't want this guy coming out of his house for a dollar ninety eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He'll come out for a dollar ninety nine though. Yeah. yeah. Well I'll think about it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Uh, we'll go over to Europe for six weeks soon with Brad and 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 do a run and do some uh festivals and stuff. It's just uh, you know, we're looking into stuff like that. Get ready, Brett. When you go overseas into Europe and you order a glass of water or whatever, they're going to give you one ice cube. It's the most ridiculous what? thing. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. so stingy over there with ice. It's absolutely <laughs> insane. You ask for, no, I want a whole cup of ice, and they'll bring you two, yeah, two, yeah. two cubes of ice. That's and it. you got to request wow. it. It's like, you know, certain places where you go, yeah, can I have ketchup, please? When's the last time you've been over the pond over there? Uh, it's been a little while. Uh, we played. I don't know. I think it's been about four years, maybe. Yeah. We played over there with uh, Udo Dirk Schneider from uh, Accept, and who else was on the bill? Some old school bands and a lot of death metal. It's funny. When we play Europe, you think, you know, we're playing with like Sepatera. No shit. You know, That's awesome. We, <laughs> we played one. We played, we played a gig one time. It, this is how the difference between Europe and here. Like here it has to be Scorpions, Doc, and whatever. You, you know, everything. Right, yeah. Same genre when they do festivals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We played a gig with Black Sabbath, Iggy Pop, Buddy Guy, Bob Dylan, and Slayer. 
You love that. <laughs> on the wow. same bill. Yeah. On the wow. same bill. I mean, I went out and watched Buddy Guy in the crowd because I'm not Eddie Van Halen, right? I can I can walk out there and put a baseball hat on. Nobody's even. Right. Even if I didn't, they're not going to say nothing. So it's not really professional to go out. You know, I sometimes I do shit you're not supposed to do. But yeah, uh, I want to see Buddy Guy because he influenced every guitar player known man. Eric Clapton, Hendrix, all of them. And uh, so I went out and watched him. I watched I watched Bob Dylan, who's a legend. And I love his music. Um, but his show was kind of like, almost like soundcheck. Like he didn't mm. say a word to the crowd for like five songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But people were into it. My point is, is people went just as nuts for Dylan or, you know, Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop was well into his 50s and he was, he was bleeding from his chest after the first song. From two stage dives, <laughs> I mean, it was it was pretty crazy. Don't you yeah. wish they did that over here? But here's the end capper of the whole thing. All these bands played do killer. You know, we had a good show. Sabbath are still in their trailers, and those three notes play. Bang, ding, ding. Every band was done. <laughs> it was like not even close. It was like seven. We watched about four songs. It was pretty damn cool, man. I wish they I mixed festivals imagine. up like that over here. That's like cool. Different yeah. genres. And just you know, mix it. Just you love that, right? Promoters won't take mm-hmm. chances like that. They're they're not gonna have Iggy Pop and Black Sabbath. You know, um, but over there they're not afraid of that. And that was my point about, you know, we play Monsters of Rock in Germany or something. You know, we might play right after Sepatera. That's or, so cool, or, dude. Or, you know, some other yeah. death metal, like every song is called Kill Your Parents or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it, it's, uh, but Stomp it's crazy. The they go just as much for us as, as they do anybody. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like they're just all about the music. But when somebody like Udo plays, it's like, like, you know, soldiers marching in the street in the crowd. They're perfect in unison, you know, and, you know, Princess of the Dawn. It's like they all come in, the whole crowd, right? Right when that hits, man, the whole crowd will sing it. Me and Adi, the drummer, were on the side of the stage filming the crowd because we were so blown away. That's cool. And they all put their hands up at the exact same time. It was like it was rehearsed or something. Choreographed. Yeah. Tell it, me, it looked t- like that. Tell me this: when you're uh, when you're uh, playing overseas, are you conscious of the songs that took off over there and didn't over here? Or are there different songs that were released yeah. over there? Is there a whole different radio campaign on I the? I was other kind side? of blown away by that. In fact, uh, we played in Portugal. It's a good question. And this was just a few years ago. Also, not not really that long ago, and. The big song was Can't Shake It. So they weren't even about Rock Me or any of that. That's so when crazy. we played like Can't Shake It, everybody just totally waked up. And you out. didn't know that? It, it was, was like a shock no, to you? they told us. Oh, they that, told that you. The promoter said that that's the song they're playing on the radio and everybody's. Wow. You know, because it is a cover of an old um, Angels song. Mm-hmm. We kind of. Sort of made it our own. And, uh, you know, so it was a good album track. Never hit or anything. But for some reason in Portugal, you know. That's why, wow. you know, I, I heard the story about Deep Purple. It's like they just threw the album to America. They didn't go, oh, you know, play this song. This is mm-hmm. the single or whatever. They just latched on to Smoke on the Water. That, just, that wasn't even the song the band put out. They put out some other song. In England, that kind of charted, but it, it, you know, didn't blow minds or anything. And so they just go, let's just send the album there and see what radio does. And they pick Smoke on the Water. So it became wow. like this classic. So you really, sometimes you got a question about what is a hit, you know, really. I mean, if we pulled another song off the record and it got a bunch of attention, would that be big? Yeah. You know, you, you know what I mean? Although, what, you know, you got to trust your ears a little bit too. It's like That's you right. listen over to see this thing's like it, you know, this is something that makes me move. And 
it's hard to look at your own painting, but still you can kind of tell it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, people don't have to love it or whatever, but you're kind of hoping. And uh, so. I've, I've just always wondered that. I've been to Poland. I've been to places over in Europe and I've gone into nightclubs and I'll hear the music they're playing. Yeah. And and it's I'll, I'll Shazam it and it's an artist I've heard of, but it's not one. It's not a single that's being played back in the states. So right. it's weird when you turn in an album to them; they're in control of releasing whatever sure. single it is over there. It's not so cookie cutter over there. They're they're just like you know. I don't think they're that single orientated as much as we are. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, we really are formatted here. It's like you know. Put out the. That's all people the, release now. Put are singles. out the ballot. Yeah, you know, it's a. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's. I think it's great. I I like album radio, you know. Like I got a friend in Kentucky that just plays. Like he'll play Captain Beyond. He'll play, just all kinds of random songs by Blue Oyster Cult or whatever mm -hmm. that aren't, you know. Green Grass and High Tides or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. he'll play random songs that are badass. It's like, oh, my God, Buck Armour's just gangster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I like that free-form radio. And I actually did a, a radio show a little bit, but it became kind of funky. But I go, so what you're saying is I can pick any song I want and just, you know, there's no, like you know, limits to what I could do. No program director telling yeah. me what to do. And so I did four shows and I did it all from home. The way I did it, I just picked a song and, and literally, I know this sounds, you know, kind of cheapy, but I just did all my rap on the phone, on my phone, right. my memory. And it sounded killer on the radio. I, I couldn't believe it. It sounded like this microphone almost. Right. And they just dubbed that all into the thing. Cause I got a lot to say about, bands i've i've either played with them or know know something about them and about <laughs> some their dirt some music. shit out of yeah <laughs> so i can throw it out some dirt yeah, yeah. i can really screw a lot of people let's up. hear it let's, <laughs> let's hear it let's hear it what do you yeah, got what do you I'm got kidding. what you got let's hear it uh, <laughs> uh, worst band you've ever toured with let's go yep top three the what now? The worst band you've ever toured with. The worst band I ever toured with. <laughs> Not to put you on the That's spot. That's actually really tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want it. Hey, go back and watch Kip Winger's episode. He... He he, uh, he, 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 he's, he wouldn't shy a bit. Oh, no, I know. With his shit I love Kip. Yeah, Kip's Actually, awesome. um, I... My grandson, who's 10 years old, he, he went on the last cruise and uh, yeah. Kip kind of told him what he needed and he went up and jammed with the shredders or whatever. Yeah. 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 And, and Kip's really badass dude. Yeah. And not only that, that guy is a, an absolute genius, man. I yeah. mean, he's, he's so talented, just obscene. Yeah. Uh, I really like his personality. Like is you he, said, he yeah. don't hold back, but yeah. I, I'm just not the type. I, I don't know to say some, Oh yeah, those guys really suck. Oh yeah, it, yeah, it yeah, hasn't. Yeah, yeah. It no, I'm talking about much. rude assholes, like, like rude or like yeah, yeah, entitled, not, not, or treated you guys like shit. <laughs> when you run through, <laughs> I can well, tell. I can tell well, you bands I've well, toured with. I'll tell you that. I'll, I'll tell you this. Yeah, a lot of times it's not the band; it's the crew. Yeah, sure, the crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. yeah. And uh, like Alice Cooper was like my practically my brother. Yeah. When we toured, we played about 40 countries with Alice Cooper. Yeah. But his sound crew was doing stuff to the PA to kind of, yeah, you know, I know uh, all hinder about our shit, volume. <laughs> so we're playing, and I'm hearing people like, I could hear people in the front row while we're playing, and I, this ain't normal. Yeah. And this guy, Tammy Down from Faster Pussycat, yeah. they were going to play a club in town, right? So he... He just flew in, came down to the show. And after the show, I'm going, dude, were we loud enough? I go, it just seems like something's <laughs> wrong with the p It don't seem like it's really punching. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, bro. He goes, I thought it was because I was on the airplane. I was trying to blow my ears out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, seriously, that's how bad it was. Uh, it's wow. funny, man. Tell uh, me about the first time you heard your song on the radio. How how cool that was yeah. and how different it sounds like yeah. you'd been listening to the song you you knew, recorded it and everything but it yeah. just when you hear it on the radio well, i'll the tell first you time, uh, uh, 
this was like the most thrilling moment of my life, really. And that's when we made an EP of five songs with mm-hmm. a German producer, Michael Wagner. Oh, I know. I've met Michael before. Our manager called us and brought this ghetto blaster down. And we were practicing in a garage and we put it out on the front lawn. He goes, Why don't you hear something? Why don't you hear something? And so we thought maybe we had some shows coming up. We thought maybe it was going to be an ad for a show because that would have been thrilling enough. I mean, yeah. we would just lost our shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but all of a sudden, On Your Knees comes on, right? So that was one of the songs mm-hmm. on the album, On Your Knees. And it plays, and we're thinking, that is insane. We're on the radio, but we really don't have a record deal. We just have a distribution deal. We're just, it's a five-song record deal. You'll cheat the system. So yeah. this is the biggest station in Los Angeles, so we're like wigging out. We, we think that's the greatest thing ever. And you, like we wanted to record what they said and stuff so we'd have it for a scrapbook yeah. or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They end up that's playing cool. it in heavy rotation wow. for like two months straight. We're We're – playing alongside of Tom Petty and all the 80s bands, you yeah. know, that are signed and have big deals. Our our following just went skyrocket. Oh, yeah. you, you know, all of a sudden there's like 1,500 coming to our gig, 2,000. And we're playing Magic Mountain for like 6,000. You know, so it was crazy. And then we got the major labels interested. So that that was the most thrilled I've ever been because the first time... It's never happened that in my lifetime that an unsigned band was playing in rotation with like real bands. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And then to top it off, and this was really super thrilling, was when we made the Filthy 15 Tipper Gore. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember that. List. I remember that. Get a sticker and on your record. Yeah. She was actually <laughs> quoting lyrics live on TV going, and then they pulled her to the floor to her knee. You know, she's like, yeah. what it, like, like we're serious. Like, yeah. like we really do this stuff or something, you know, this is all tongue in cheek, sex and drugs and rock and roll type deal. You know, yeah. we're not like raping people or anything. You know, we're having fun. I mean, he says on your knees, you know, in their song. I mean, it's just funny. And she made a big deal about it, and we just go, man, can you imagine? Yeah. She's saying our name on TV and how how, how horribly offensive this song is. Is Thank this you. the greatest right. thing ever or what? Dude? I mean, if it would have ended there, you would have felt like you made it, right? Like, oh, yeah. In that moment. That was, like, yeah, Tipper Gord totally made us an international. Well, well she's, she's watching this, so thank yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's what, what was so funny about that, Mark, is uh, me and Mark Weiss were talking about just that. Yeah, I don't know. Probably three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and we were talking about um, D. You know, because D is probably he's very intellectual, very sharp guy. Yeah, and they just judged him by his image. You know, his je- you right. know sleeveless jean jacket, long hair, and they brought him in to basically berate him, and he just made him look completely stupid. I love that. I've watched yeah. that so Dude. many times. Oh my it's god, so good. It D. Is good. D. Snyder is my absolute hero. Yeah. And, you know, he waved the flag for all of us. Yeah. And, you know, we toured with Twisted Sister. Our first gold album was on a Twisted Sister tour. That's so and cool. Those guys were the sweetest guys ever. Hard D. workers. D. Too. Snyder yeah. is, you know, what people don't realize, because, you know, some people consider their music kind of bubblegum or, or yeah. you know, whatever. I've heard that guy sing Long Live Rock and Roll by Dio, like Rainbow, note for note, full power. Dude, long live. I mean, (laughs) full blown. It's like crazy. Um, He's a sweet dude. He he wasn't putting up with this, put stickers and, you know, explicit stickers, you know, and, you know, he just, he just, uh, you know, freedom of speech is a lot to say about that, you know. And I think it has a little bit to do with the way we deliver the songs. That's right. You know, with a lot of, you know. Gusto. Passion. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and also, you know, a lot of volume. You know, <laughs> you gotta have so that, maybe, yeah. you know, I've heard somebody 
you know, make the example about, you know, birds do it, bees do it. Come on, baby, let's do it together. You know, whatever. Yeah, it's all songs yeah. about But sex. it's a yeah. sweet little gentle song. Yeah. Right. You know, if we were, you know, bees do it. Yeah, come on. <laughs> it's all in your inflection. We, yeah. we, we'd yeah, yeah. automatically get the sticker that we're, we're Satan or something. Well, the sticker really only boosted album sales. I was about to say that. was yeah. so yeah. funny. Another yeah. helpful thing. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, fuck, yeah. Th- thanks so yeah, much, please. Yeah, I want the sticker yeah. one, Mom. <laughs> like, I earned it. I like think who, after that, people were throwing a fuck in every once in a while just to make oh, yeah. sure they got the sticker because if you had you the know, sticker on your on record, our first album, yeah, we faked this like backwards <laughs> masting thing just <laughs> just for a joke, <laughs> and we acted. What we said was, and we played it backwards, and yeah. it just goes whatever. But we said, "Move to the light." So we said something like totally yeah. positive, but it sounds all Satanistic. Yeah, yeah. And and I was wearing these like antlers, like you know, just to make fun of this whole devil worship thing. Yeah, you know, they. I looked like a you know. A, Dude, how crazy a, was was that that they did yeah. that that they yeah. would like play play records in reverse trying yeah. to hear a hidden message. Well, they're trying to. Yeah. they're like blaming Jesus priest for some kids committing suicide. I remember that because they were priest fans. Yeah. I mean. You know, trying to make the, like the music did it, yeah. not the the parents. You know, they raised them perfect. And, you sure, know. yeah. Mark, uh, I, I got this I guy's out you. doing drugs with his friend, you know, planning yeah. their. I got. Um, I got to ask you a question. Yeah, I got to ask you a question. How much fun was the Sunset Strip in the eighties? How much? How much fun was that? Well, I can tell you, we the, were kind of like. I would say pretty low on the totem pole for the, you know, like, you know, the, uh, the, the hair bands, the guy in high school that's right. most likely to, well, we weren't in that most likely category. <laughs> the music scene was so healthy and so badass. There were so many bands that um, we actually had to do some planning, which was, we need to play more than every band yeah. everywhere. I don't care if we play free every single show. If we can get people in front of a stage somewhere, we got to go do it. And that's what we did. Yeah. And even, you know, saying, you know, hopefully we can brainwash people into thinking they're supposed to like us or whatever. <laughs> and so we, we kind of went down that road. And we also, there was a lot of pretending like we made it vibes, you know, like, Bake until you make it. We did yeah. interviews with each other, <laughs> pretending to be journalists and stuff. Like, hey, how long has the band been together? You know. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And and sit there and you know pretend like we're playing the arena, you know, the forum, which is you know a big deal back then. Yeah. And and just all this stuff, and it it, it kind of reminds you that that law of attraction vibe. It's mm-hmm. like you have these dreams, and then they all happen. You know, it's it's absolutely, it's so freaky that you're just numb to it. Yeah. Like you just accept it. All of a sudden, we're standing on the forum stage, and the, and these people are handing us platinum records. And this was what we were doing like four years ago, pretending to do sure. this. We've already you know, had this all is these like crazy. Yeah. This is We've crazy. Been here, done that. You got to yeah, put that crazy. shit into the universe, though, man. And if you yeah. and if you don't do things, me and Bert was just having this conversation yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, fake it till you make it, yeah. But you always have to put the vibe out that you're bigger, you're badder than what you actually are. Yeah. If you don't do that starting out, nobody's going to pay attention. Yeah, your audience yeah. believes what you show them. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, you got to believe in yourself. Um, you know, keep the dream alive. Yeah. Uh, you know, we worshipped our heroes. We wanted to be them. You know, we're watching Ted Nugent flying through on a rope, you know, and loincloth. I mean, we're jumping off his amp. We're just going to... Every, everybody was just so killer. But as far as the Sunset Strip goes, you know, we played in people's backyards and, you know, clubs, but not Hollywood. Yeah. And... and once we felt like we had a pretty decent following, then we brought the show to Hollywood. Yeah. And uh, then we started playing there a lot. And our our hopes the whole time was it's one night 
somebody's got to be in the crowd that That's can right. help us if, if we're playing Hollywood all the time. And That's so true. that was another dream of ours, to have someone in the crowd that can do something to get us up a couple notches, yeah. whatever, wherever that is. And it happened. Guy comes up, gives us his card, said, come down to the record company. Wow. We're like, holy shit. Yeah, if and you he, do it long enough, you keep your line in the water, you'll catch something. He just said, thing, you know? he said we have potential, but he hated our name. It, it, <laughs> you know, we had a different name. And uh, what was he's that? the one what that, that came what up was with that name? Great White. What was your name? Before Dante that? Fox. Dante Fox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dumb name, but you know, we anybody that's been in a band knows where it's just absolute. Hey, there's a band called Smashing Pumpkins. It's such, like, it doesn't matter. It, <laughs> but it is torture when you're trying to think of a band name. Yeah, it is. And that was really the type name that we just like surrendered to uh, from the bass player I came up with it. He said, There's this guy, and he just completely completely insane you know he's on tilt and he's from san diego his name's dante fox i go okay that's good enough I, i'm i'm, I'm, I'm over done this. man it, it, let's just call it that right. <laughs> you know so it's by default it wasn't like oh man that name's badass right there. It's killer <laughs> killer after after going round and round for a while finally it's like you know what fuck it i don't I don't care what we call ourselves. Let's just put something on so we can put them on the marquees and play rock, shows. Man. You know, didn't the name come from like some kid because you were wearing like a white outfit or something like that, and then some kid was like, "Oh, look, it's gray white." Oh, and no. then their manager. Or no, something what happened like, as far as the name when yeah. we went to the record company the next day, which was an independent label called Enigma, and they had signed Motley Crue one year before, and sent them off to Electra, which is a major label. And they, so when he spoke with us down there, come to find out his two business partners did not want to sign the band. So, but he was full bore into it. He goes, well, I'll take him on myself. Uh, because his business partners had just signed Berlin, mm. which is, you know, chick singer, take a little bit. Take my breath bit, away. Yeah. A little more pop. And so they didn't want the big rock band, but he did. So they said they would distribute our record on Green World, you know, independently, but we won't be on that label. You know, we'll just have to call it whatever, Fred Records. And anyway, so as far as the name goes, what we didn't know at the time, but he said, you know, I think the band has potential. I really like what I heard. Um, dig a couple of the songs. But your name, hate it. He hated it. <laughs> Gotta go. Hated our name. And so we go, oh, no. Like I was saying about being tortured for a band to think of a name. It's just brutal. And I go, oh, no, we got to think of a name again. Oh, God. <laughs> he goes, no, I got your name, Great White. Great White. It's like we totally did not like that at all. Yeah. But what happened was the singer used to call me Great White on the stage when I do a solo or something, but he never heard that the night he saw us, he didn't say that. So after the gig, giving us his card, the whole nine, he's out in front of the, out in front of the whiskey, you know, people on a break in between bands, smoking cigarettes or whatever. He said, I drove by in a car, stuck my head out the back window and screamed something to the crowd. Whatever, whatever that was. I don't know. He said the kid next to him pointed to the car and goes, there goes great white. And when that happened, because he already hated our name, so it just like light bulb. He he just goes, I really like the way that sounds. Great white, yeah. yeah, that's cool. We didn't like it because we didn't know what it meant, or right. you, you know what I mean. It was just it wasn't really my nickname, but it was just something he said on stage when I did the solo or something. Because I'm like you know the whitest guy on the planet or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I had this white jumpsuit. My guitar was white, white. hair. Yeah, white hair. Everything you know the the man from Glad, if you will. And uh, so, but we used to go shark fishing. Mm. Jack the singer had a boat. Like real Long, shark fishing, it, it, or are you talking about chicks? I'm talking about like <laughs> hammerheads, you know, oh, okay. <laughs> nothing too insane, like, you yeah, know, maybe yeah, yeah. 150 pounds if, if we got super lucky. 
So we were out shark fishing, and he doesn't have any gear, no straps, no his walk, his fucking uh, equipment doesn't work. So if we got in trouble, we just have to die. Never heard this. <laughs> and, uh, so we're fishing, right? And all of a sudden, just just like, oh my god, dude, great white sharks. Yeah. Hello. Now we're liking the name because we're thinking sharks on T-shirts. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's kind of a badass image. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing we did we liked was the name didn't dictate what we had to play. That's true. It wasn't a name like Slayer where every song has to be "Death to Your Mama." <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we could play a ballad. We could do whatever, whatever comes out, and we're just called Great White. It's fine. It, it, it's not the type name where right makes you play a certain way so but at first it was just like a shocker you know we just got great white yeah. well in the scheme of things and then on the way back here's the funny thing we're in this beetle bug that's all you know tied together with rubber bands and just saying like these are part of the compromises you have to make with the big boys you know so we're great white now who gives a shit you know we're yeah. we're gonna get out of the clubs because he goes we go we're gonna lose our following he goes, don't worry about those 70 people. I want to take this like worldwide. So, you know. so this, well, so. in the scheme of things, Great White's not, that's not a terrible band name in the scheme of things. If you look at it, like he yeah. said, a lot of the band names that are out there, that's not a bad band name. No. It was way better than Jizz Mittens. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was also a little bit of embarrassment on my part because I didn't, you know, because he used to call me that. And so I'm thinking... What it's going to be my the nickname and yeah the, yeah the, you know so whatever oh cockgobbers dot com yeah um has Brett told you about his uh his new workout he's been doing yeah, when he's yeah. home yeah so yeah this this yeah. little this little fucker man he's throwing yeah. down doing steroids you know yeah just all of it. <laughs> <laughs> just HGH. He's gonna turn into a real asshole here soon on the road. <laughs> what was the, t t tell him about. I want to hurry up and arm wrestle him for money before he gets too big. <laughs> You're not gonna be able to beat him with all the heroin and testosterone he's on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mixed together. That's no, da funny. David came over one morning too. It was just oh, like yeah. it was like rock star boot camp over there that morning. <laughs> it was great. David was bitching in the sauna. He's like, "My God!" I, I mean, and then I just hit the latch. Yeah. Like, oh, when you're in, you can play it cool in a sauna for a little while. Then everybody, <laughs> then you start getting concerned for your own health. You start thinking, "I'm gonna pass out. I might die here in a minute." Let's <laughs> stop all the ha ha's here. Every time I'd put water on the lava rocks, he's cussing me. Fucking stop! Knock <laughs> <laughs> that shit off. <laughs> you ever gotten in a sauna before? Yeah, I used to have one. Um, and I mean, no. Oh, sauna. No, but my friend, my friends have that one. That was a girl named my sauna. My friends have <laughs> one. And, have I mean, one. You can melt in this thing. These friends of mine have a, it's just a killer house. Yeah. And, and they, they built a sauna and stuff. It, I think sauna's good. Yeah, it's good you know, for you. Back when I used to drink years ago, uh, sauna was kind of a good thing. You kind of sweat out the poison or yeah. whatever. It's yeah. good for inflammation and shit too. Yeah, so, there you go. You know, I don't know if you noticed, Mark, but I'm a little chubby, so I'm trying to lose weight. I didn't think you looked at that. <laughs> so I, so we work out in the mornings. Brett comes over when he's home too, but we're trying to balance each other out. Yeah, yeah, taking yeah. Taking some right. on, yeah, he's, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So that's th good, then we'll man. get in that. Then we'll do either a cold plunge, but the pool's not pool's too warm right now. But we would we would get out of that. We would get out of the sauna at 150 degrees and immediately yeah. go jump in the swimming pool at like. 56 degrees of the water and it man it talking nothing about wrong with you uh are. you know being in good shape and feeling good man yeah man. the only time i felt like i was gonna die in the sauna was after i did what's that thing called that i was stepping on stairmaster oh yeah i was he really did just start yeah, yeah. You know, i was saying yeah. stepping on i was going <laughs> and it like 50 calories my legs started burning and i was like okay yeah. what are we going to he said 700 and i'm like huh yeah <laughs> so so to be in good stage shape you know for a singer or any, anybody like so we don't do legs like squats heavy so what we do i've got a a hit trainer and you turn the resistance up on it so you get cardio too but it works your legs out Killer. without getting them bulky just get some strong you know okay so he'll so we were doing weighted split squats which are the devil yeah. <laughs> and then after that you get on that thing until you burn a thousand calories then you get in the sauna 
And dude, uh, yeah, he was. Uh, I tell you, to be a singer on stage and run around. Yeah. I mean, when yeah. you're working out, you might you have, like to train for that. You have to sing at full volume while you're doing while you're all the cardio. Out. You want to hear something about that? Yeah. Uh, years ago, when I first started getting sober in ninety, a long time, I think ninety something. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Stephen Tyler was in there for not not drug addiction or anything, just like sex addiction. And uh, that must be terrible. And I tried to stay up with him. Yeah, his workout program. Good luck to me, dude. Wow. <laughs> I I kind of stayed up with him. Did everything he did, but after that, I was just exhausted. After that, he was getting that cardio for real. And he went yeah. and did the aerobics <laughs> class. He's doing aerobics with women and stuff. With and you yeah, know, that's a good place to go with. Sex and yeah, he was more graceful than the teacher. I swear to wow. God, man, he, that dude is just hard muscle, yeah. badass. You know, back then at least, he's yeah. the lead singer of Aerosmith. He was probably that's all forty years old, yeah, forty something. Man, um, yeah, yeah, it's a, amazing it's, shape. Those guys work out. You know, Joe Perry and him. Yeah, they, they have more of the skinny kind of tight cut mm. thing cut. that not not swimmers bulk. body. They don't do the yeah. bulk thing. You yeah. know, like yeah. a steroid mania or anything. <laughs> but but they really work out. They do a lot of sit ups and you know, you know calisthenics, cardio and all that. So it's yeah. pretty. It's good if you're in a band to do that. If you mm. want to go do good shows, the thing mm-hmm. about the booze on the road and all that, you know, it goes pretty good for a little while, but if pretty soon you're not quite playing the shows you could be playing. Yeah. You know, because the body does wear down when you're traveling. The traveling is, is brutal, you know, um, you're not getting proper rest and you know, the party's going a little too, maybe a little too long and stuff. Mm -hmm. I remember playing, I played Glenn Tipton from Jesus priest in pool for 10 hours straight on a show day. Like the next day was a show and it's like eight in the morning and we're like, you know, we got sound check. Mm. <laughs> it's uh, pretty crazy, man. We're sitting here looking at your guys' website, um, officialgreatwhite.net. Everybody check them out. It's got their who the tour hell dates snuck, on here. Who got dot .com from you? Yeah. Who the hell is Oh, wait, I think I own that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, scroll on down. This is sold out, sold out, Let's get sold to the out. July, August. There's a couple of them that ended up being sold out that aren't. Yeah, wow. Keep going. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Let's see. A lot of state fairs. God dang. Yeah. That's hard to say. Wisconsin to Vegas. Yeah, Wisconsin to Vegas. But that was some travel there. No, that's what we're about to do. Oh, that's what you're about to do. The 11th. Yeah, 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 the 11th. Yeah. yeah. August 11th. What is that? West Alleys, Wisconsin. And then August 12th, Westgate, Las Vegas Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Coming in hot. That'll be a good time (laughs) right there. That'll be a good time. How do you stay thin playing state fairs, man? They got all that man, the I'd best be over, food in the world. I'd be over there it's eating hot. those big old drumsticks and funnel cakes like yeah. they going mm-hmm. out of style. Oh, yeah. Foot-long corn dogs. <laughs> <laughs> when he eats them, though, he doesn't even have to chew them, Mark. It's <laughs> the weirdest thing. <laughs> it's impressive. <laughs> he just puts it in and pulls out I've never out seen him eat corn dogs. That's the way you do it. It's like a magic trick. It's a talent. <laughs> hey, hey, it's yeah. a, t- it's He's a talent. He's taking any Mexican food. I don't know where, where we're going, but... Uh, Oh, know. there's a good spot right down the road. Yeah. Is yeah. There, there's a place around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right down the road, really good. So we'll uh, we'll show you guys. Yeah, no, you're not used to being in a big city. Yeah, like no this. sleep, <laughs> no sleep in Mexican food, dude. That's the way to go. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Mark, thank you, Brett. Thank you guys for coming in today, hanging out with us, yeah. and, and taking the time to Glad come did. see us and kick Glad it. You, you know. It, yeah. So yeah. everybody, again, check them out. Officialgreatwhite.net. I've seen some awesome merch on their website. Great shows. They're moving Go. tickets, guys. Yeah. They're moving tickets. Selling out shows. Sold out, sold out, man. It's Go, impressive. Go support yeah. them. Go watch a great show. Get to see old, old young buck Brett Carlisle over here. <laughs> really throw it down. So, he throws down, man. He does like throw down. I know. And he's oh. a great guy. Great guy, too. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Who is that? Now, hold on. Who is that girl right there? Oh, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> you know I love you. You know she I love you. She needs to get her hair done. It's been a minute. <laughs> you need that VO5 hot oil treatment. She in that needs to get her hair done. <laughs> yeah. And some purple shampoo and a little bit of Jesus. <laughs> uh, 
It's funny. been an honor, Mark. Thank you so hey, much, Brett. Thanks for having me, man. Thank I'm really impressed so by your place. You guys are all sweet. Yeah, that man. That little studio in there. That yeah. was cool. That acoustic yeah. is killer. Oh, the bourgeois. I love that. Shout it out is. Dana Bourgeois. Yep. That's a bourgeois country boy. Um, that, that I can tell, like when I play an acoustic, there's certain acoustic, you can tell they're going to record good. Right. Because they're very even all the right. way from low to the high strings. Yeah. And... and you know, you can tell. I can actually tell when I play an, uh, an electric guitar, kind of if it's going to be a good guitar to yeah. now. You know, yeah. Yeah, the well, thank it resonates you. And stuff. Thank you so yeah. much, man. I, I love. That's probably one of my favorite guitars I've ever had. Thanks, Charlie. That's a cool one. But um, listen, I know you guys are tired. You're going on negative hours of sleep. Not and, now. Uh, <laughs> Not now. I'm all jacked up on the monster. <laughs> he's like, he, he's like, when are we starting the out. podcast? Let's I'm ready go. to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much again. Thanks That's all for us here at X5. We will see you guys next week. Go!